Welcome to Larry Reedy's America. We are at Creek Bottom Brewery right now, and we have a little audience tonight. We're going to Steve Staley is going to talk about um, pairing different beers with different pizza, and you're gonna you're gonna hear you're gonna hear a little noise. Uh, I, I gotta put my glasses on. There we go. Wait a second. I can't see what I'm doing here. No. Watch. Don't don't hit anything on the top there. You. I got. Let me just see here. Uh, I'm. There we go. Uh, you're hearing a little noise now. I'm setting up these microphones. Uh, with a sock and a stick. So anyway, we're here at Creek Bottom Brewery. Uh, and start. That's a mini boss. That's mini. And then I'll get our ciders. That'll okay. be for the first pizza. Okay. Uh, that was uh, Steve Staley. Steve's um, uh, master brewmaster or whatever the title is. And we're doing some craft beer with different pizzas from Classic Pizza. And uh, so Steve Ollier's here, Greg Deerberg, Mike Sperkelson, myself. And we have uh, somewhat of a crowd. One of my granddaughters and her husband's here. And uh, with there's no introduction music because these, this is portable equipment. And you're going to hear a, a lot of uh, a lot of background music, a lot of background noise, I should say. So as the place fills up more, the pizza's coming in about ten minutes. But we're getting our beer, and this is many bosses. Many bosses. Yeah. Blonde ale, about three point two percent alcohol. Oh man. Three two. Yeah. It's a light one. Very light. Good. Very light. It's tasty. Oh yeah. I've never, I don't probably have probably pair well pizza. Probably one with like ranch dressing or something. What? I mean, have you had this before? I just drank one. This pint right here oh, used to be one of really? these. Oh, really? And it's only three points? That's, I think, believe so. Yeah, wow. It's, that's why he calls wow. it mini. Mini oh, boss. I was talking to a guy at work today about three, two beers. Because mm -hmm. I didn't know nothing about it. Probably over in this area. And I didn't realize that all the major ones made it. Like oh, yeah. I, I just thought it was like a like a few that made it sour, but he thought oh, yeah. they all had it. Like beer for kids. Yeah. It's, uh, and then he's got a cider, some kind of cider yep, coming. Okay. This is what's cider. What's the MVP on this? This gentleman. For the older guys, will recognize this. This is three point. That's a three point two. That's what Steve said. I'm surprised. It's very tasty. Though. It's three point two. It reminds, actually, honestly, it reminds me a little bit of our Kolsch. Yeah, I really like the Kolsch. Yeah. And 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 it's, it reminds me. It actually reminds me of the Kolsch bed. So I got these two. I figured we try that with the uh, oh. with the. Uh, Ranch pizza. I was going to say, probably. <laughs> yeah, I you called it. But that's what you're going to want with that, these two. And Chet, we stack the pizzas down here with, right at the um, end of the table. I'll find, yeah, I'd put them maybe at this table and then we okay. can, we, for us, we can stack them here in the end. Okay. Okay. 
because he'll be he'll be coming any minute. And, uh, I'll go ahead and get I'll go ahead and get our first four beers out. That way, I'll be best. That'd be great. Be great. What was this week? This is the three two whatever three two something. It's mini boss. Oh, boss. Mini boss. This this one and was, this is a cider. I've never had a cider, but this is really good. You've never had a cider? No, I've never had a cider. This is really, really good. Oh, yeah. I mean, boy, you talk about a nice beer for the summer. Wow. That yeah, that one kind of great. That one yeah, kind tops a lemon rattler, really. Yeah. yeah. And really what, what uh, flavor is that? Wow. That's so anyway, we're waiting for the pizza, and I'm going to wander over, and uh, granddaughter Jill, and I don't know where Alex went. He's getting beer. But Alex's dad's here, Dale. So I just—I've never had a cider before. Really? And I, that's mm -hmm. which one was it? I don't know one of these here. I don't know, but if see. There, there's plenty of pizza and whether you do this or not he's going to bring out four beers mm -hmm. and then two later on that's mm -hmm. for ten bucks so yeah I <laughs> saw they brought out that mini boss that huh? was the mini boss that's good that's good it's on 3-2 it's what? 3-2 at ABB oh, yeah. now mm -hmm. and I I mean I taste it yeah that's good I've never had a bad beer I've yeah. had a I've hit his 19% and 21% and <laughs> really good. <laughs> problem, <laughs> problem is you don't want to drink too much. Yes, that is the problem. <laughs> so. oh, okay. See, I'm, uh, by the way, you're on. Yes, you're I, on I right figured. Because <laughs> I started up. I figure once we, everybody gets their beer, once we get started, then Steve will start talking about uh, about the pairing and everything. So, mm -hmm. Where's your pizza at, Bobby? Uh, seven o'clock. It'll be here. Chris is rolling in. Where's it Chris from? Classic. classic. Yeah, I asked Steve. Yeah, said, uh, you know, there's a lot of good pizza places. I said, what, what's your preference? So I really like classic. So we did that. There you go. Yeah. That's good. You know, Chris still uses mm -hmm. your dad's sauce. Mm -hmm. And the Hobart that we, I bought, still using that. The mixer? And, yeah. Yeah, they last forever. <laughs> And, that's, what, uh, that's what Jenny has. And he's just lightened up a little on the smoked provolone, uh, mm -hmm. but he uses that. He uses a K Bueno cheese for dipping in the. That's expensive as pill, but boy, it's really good. So it's. Uh, I don't want to miss the green explanation yeah. there. Yeah. That, gentlemen, is our American kale ale called Snake Peter. Now, what is that one called? Snake feeder. All right, so here's a test. Does anybody know what a snake feeder is? A snake feeder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. All right. Crazy bastard. Right. Honestly, you say that. This is called the dark Irish bastard. By the way. <laughs> um, no. So, so up until up until I was twenty in my twenties, there was no such thing as a dragonfly. Snake feeders, because that's what my family always called them. Really? really? And I looked it up one time, but what the hell? So, 
and I probably looked it up, but it's an Appalachian term. So apparently some of my family must have come from Appalachia. Come from Appalachia. And if you, but if you look up dry, uh, snake feeder, it's an Appalachian term for a dragonfly. So, so, so who was it that changed it? No, that's, that's, that's pale, pale ale. ale. So who oh, was it that changed it? Pale ale. What, what people changed it up to dragonfly? I've, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it was... Probably the Irish. Probably. Probably, yeah. So that's the Irish red, which not really. Now, red. is that going with pepperoni or? Yeah, these the... two go with pepperoni. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta give them. Okay. So. Anyway, we're waiting for waiting for the pizza. Should be here in about five minutes. Uh, on a real hot summer day. Not even that. I mean, you know, you may as well drink this on a hot summer day, right? Absolutely. At least I think. I well, I took a sip of all of them. Well, did you see what the cider was? What's it called? Is it black? Is it, what did you say they were? Blackberry. Blackberry cider. We have, we have, no, I get the regular cider here. Yeah, yeah. Us, but we have a blackberry cider. So yeah. regular cider is made from what? We, these are actually made from the apples from Dole's Orchard. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so the apple cider. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So last year, <laughs> last year we we bought 450 bushels from them. Really? Oh, wow. And we said, dude, that is not near enough. So this year we oh, bought really? 650 bushels. Oh from them. man. Wow. And then we said, because we sold out, we we, we sold out, and uh, we'll probably sell out this year. Every week, that cider is almost always the second or third best seller every week. It's constant. I really like it. It's summer, summer yeah, it's or winter. Good. Right? So it's, this is the, this is the, oh, here we go. <laughs> Where do you want these at? Huh? Where do you want these at? I can't hear. Where would you like these at? Uh, right there is good. All right, cool. We'll just leave the bags here. Oh, and I'll come pick them. I'll come pick them up tomorrow because it'll give me an excuse to have a beer. What did you say? I can't remember. Two forty seventy five. I think she counted. I, I, I think I pulled it out of my wallet. I can't remember if I. Is that good? Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Be and then great. just leave these here, and I got some. Let me get you some plates and stuff too. Okay. Well, I, I think I think Matt. Staley went a little overboard on thinking what we're going to have here because it's, uh, he said, oh, we have 40 or 60 people. Not, not so. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Maybe if I get out of work early, I'll come by and have a beer. There's uh, the uh, liquor store. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, hey, good luck. Have a, have a good one tonight. Oh, it's going to be you Well, can... you're talking on podcast oh. right now. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> Um, but just tell them I'll stop by and get these tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll bring them by tomorrow. No, no, I'll, I'll come get them. I'm serious. Just leave them here. I'll come get them and I'll have a beer. Okay. 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 Thanks so much. Okay. We use lemon, so it's German. And um, But people will mix it. Now, the other thing that we don't do often that so, is called a snake bite. You know, wh whether you participate... And the beer drinking and tasting or not, you're so welcome, pizza. Oh, thanks. I was going to yeah. grab some. <laughs> so, but I got to see which is which. Yeah.
Huh? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, what we need to do. The first one we're going to be testing, and I, I should have asked him which, I don't think he knew which was which, but we need the chicken branch out first. Okay. And but hey, whether you guys participate with the small beers or not, you're welcome to pizza. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> that's certainly very generous of you. But we'll just we're kind of solving a few problems of the world here right now. I doubt that. <laughs> I think I think there might be more in a few problems. <laughs> Which kind did you get? So you got chicken, bacon, ranch, pepperoni, and, and supreme. And so supreme. the first okay. one we got to get. I put that out. Okay, chicken ranch. Yep. And we got plates and napkins. Okay. I got. I don't know where. Oh, that looks pretty. That looks pretty. Uh, pretty good. Pizza served. Uh, I'll tell you, why don't I, why don't I help over here, Steve, and you talk about what, what we're going to be pairing first. Um, no, we can do that, yeah. Okay, so. So you this, do an intro, though, first, right? Yes, I did an intro. This is Steve Staley, and I'm going to keep my mouth shut while he does some speaking here. This ought to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> So tonight at Creek Bottom, we're doing a uh, pizza beer pairing. Um, we've actually got three different styles of pizza. And I'm going to go ahead and we've selected some beers to go with these. Um, so a lot of people don't realize that when, when, you, when you pair food, you try to pair on the base. You think they'd all be the same in the same bag? Yeah. Plenty of pizza. I think, I think we'll grab some. I just didn't want to figure out It's good for the podcast to pick it up all the other noise. Okay. Yeah. We, we plan to eat. So, so to start, we're going to start with a and pairing this with a uh, with an American pale ale, um, but it's on the light side, so it's a light pale ale, or not pale ale, but a uh, blonde. Um, it's one of our, it's called the Mini Boss. It's only 3.2% alcohol, so that helps. Um, but it also has very light flavor. So the Bond itself, that style of beer, has like a, almost like a cracker consistency to the cracker flavor. So that should come through, and it should help complement with the, with the lighter flavor, flavors of the, the cheese and the, uh, and the, the uh, chicken. So... You know, that's the first time I've had chicken, bacon, ranch. That's really good. Mm -hmm. I mean, thank you. Pretty outstanding, really. And so, guys, what do you think? Try, try, try a chunk of pizza and a, and a 
and a sip of the blonde and see what you think. Well, I've tried the mini boss, and boy, it's excellent with this. I haven't tried the cider with this yet. Yeah. Yeah, they go well together. I think they do. Yeah, that's what we tried to do, right? Try to try to compare the two because. You can be. You have to be careful because you can pick something that's way too strong, and then one will out will will outweigh the other one, yeah. right? It's really easy for that to happen. These complement each other. Not one won't overpower this. Yeah. Boy, that pizza is really good. Fabulous. Nope. No geranium notes. Well, I like the cider with that taste. Mm -hmm. Probably. The cider is very good with it. Oh. So, how did you come up with these two with this? What's it? Bacon chicken ranch. So again, you try to find you try to find a um, a beer that pairs well with with the style of pizza, right? So when you when we first started talking about this, what I thought I'd do is I try to pick three different pizzas that were very different. So we've got the chicken ranch, which is a very light flavored pizza. I knew that way I could pair some light beers with it or like the cider. The pepperoni, which we'll do next, allows me to do something that's got a little more robust. Um, so that's why I picked our, our Irish red, which is technically, so interesting history about the Irish red. Um, the, the Irish loved English ales, right? But they hated the English. Right. So 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 what are you what are you gonna do, right? You really like the beer, but you hate the people that make it. So what they did is they said, okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go ahead and make a pale ale like the English did, but we're gonna put this extra grain in it to make it a red color and to give it a little bit more character. That's what this is. So so for those who have had like our our um, uh, ESB, this is the recipe is almost exactly the same except we use what's called roasted barley. And the thing that's unique about it is when we get to that and you taste it, you'll find that, that that roasted barley gives it almost like dark dark fruit flavors. It's really complex for no more than just throwing one extra piece of one other type of grain in it. Well, I love that cider. The cider is really good, and the cider, yeah, the cider we all made. We, we make. I think I, I mentioned earlier. We make um, this year. We'll probably have around 1,300 gallons that we've made. All of the all the apples so far all come from Dahl's Orchard, right down the road, two miles down the road. Are oh, you talking about just the regular cider? Mm -hmm. Just right, and the blackberry. gallons. Yeah. Or is that combined? Well, the, I'm sorry, combined. So, okay. the, so, so the blackberry cider, which is on right now, and the regular cider, those two combined, will actually come up to about 1,300 gallons this year. Well, I'm saying, tasting both of them with this pizza, I hit the radar. Oh, yeah, it's a perfect pairing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you get like a meat lovers with a heavy well, red sauce or something. You're not going to get that. You need to stay away from the red sauce, right? Yeah. This I think is perfect. A, I think the cider walks away from the. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. It's a totally different. Yeah, I cut mm -hmm. the grain yeah. from both eggs. 
I'd have to say oh, cider is excellent for sure. Yeah, with this pizza, though, I mean, it's, a, it's a nice pair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. blonde is, it's a good solid blonde. Yeah. It's just not, there's a lot of character to it, but it's not supposed to have a lot of character. Yeah, it's, right. it's a blonde beer. So it's. It's, it's something yeah. that should have given the mass. That's right, exactly, right. And the fact that we brew it at 3.2%, which is really nice because it's a session beer. You can yeah. drink a few. Drink and that's right, yeah. 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 Well, seeing the thing is, neither one overwhelmed the pizza they complement. We've had some high proofers when we're testing uh, or tasting against certain pizzas, and the high proofers... Uh, to give you an idea, I, I think everybody, if I'm not mistaken, the best two beers for a hot summer day with all the pizzas we tested, perhaps Blue Ribbon and Hams. Yeah, for a sure. Hot day. Because they certainly don't overwhelm anything. So, so, so you're going you're gonna to enjoy this. You know, Everybody thinks that, that, you know, people who own breweries or brewmasters, they kind of turn their nose up to a lot of the mass-produced stuff. But I can guarantee you one thing, that if you look at any brewmaster's refrigerator, he's going to have one or two beers in there. It's either going to, no, it's either going to be a PBR or it's going to be a Coors Banquet. The reason being, those are the only two mass-produced beers that I'm aware of that don't use any adjuncts. They're only barley. They don't put any rice or corn or or, or, or um, wheat, anything like that, to, you know, to just bump the alcohol up. So is it something you, like, grade it by type of thing? Like you compare it? Or, or just yeah. that's just what you drink? That's I mean. what I, I, I enjoy because it's got more body to it. And, it's okay. a, and, and there's some flavor I mean, to like it. Like you use that as kind of like a reference maybe. We, like, sometimes you do. Yeah. yeah sometimes you do. Like, especially, I, I hate, you know. PBR. Honestly, PBR is a good reference beer if you want to kind of get an idea as what should a solid Pilsen style. It won a blue ribbon for It did. I mean, that's yeah, it did. That's the reason it is called. That's right. It did. But you know, the the uh, that's one of the ones that people. It's a go to. Oh yeah, I go out all the time. That's what I'll get. Oops, sorry. So it's time to move on to. Should we try the? Pepperoni. Try the uh, pepperoni. So, so two, so two things. So I talked a little bit about the next beer, the, the the dark one, which is what I'd recommend. That's the dark Irish bastard. So, um, it's an Irish red, which is like I said, it's an English, <laughs> it's an English ale that the Irish had to change because they hate the English. So it's got this extra twist to it. Um, both of these beers, the reason I picked them to go with this, both of these beers are dry beers. So you don't, you don't always think about the fact that, you know, when we think about dry and sweet, you think about wines. But beers are dry and they can be also sweet, right? So both of these beers are going to be very dry. Um, and the nice thing about that is the drier the beer, the more the flavors of either the hops come through or the grain comes through. So for the Dark Irish Bastard, what you're going to find is that the flavor of the grain comes through better because of this, this extra grain they put in it. In the case of the Snake Feeder, which is our American Pale Ale, um, you're going to find that it's, it's, gonna, it's a little hoppier. 
right? It's probably, the IBUs on it's probably about 40. Um, so it's not over the top, but it's a little hoppier than, than the, uh, the Dark Irish Bastard. Um, but the, thing, the reason I picked it is the snake feeder, if you pay attention to it, and just take a sip of it first, you should pick up a little black pepper. And all that black pepper, all those those flavors, all come from the hop blend we oh, use. Oh, really? Definitely. Yeah, and definitely. Um, a little of that. Yeah. And this is called snake snake feeder. Oh, so 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 I talked to you guys earlier about where that came from. So snake feeder, um, up until I was in my twenties, I didn't know there were such things as dragonfly, because it was a snake feeder, because that's what my family always called them. So all of our beer names either has something to do with our family because even, you know, it's either a family name or it has something to do with the community we're in or, or it's something specific for our family. But all of our beer names, we, we spend a lot of time and argue a hell of a lot to come up with beer names. But uh, everybody said, yeah, that's, that makes sense. Love the bathroom sign. Who, who designed that one? My son, Matt, you like that? Yeah, that's a good one. I liked it. I haven't had this one yet. Is this something you, you didn't have this in cans? Mm, we do occasionally. Okay. We do occasionally. But like I said, this is an American pale ale. Whatever. Very traditional. Um, the grain bill is very simple on it. The one thing I will mention about this, so when you go to a brewery, they'll have pale ales, and then, of course, they'll have IPAs. Yeah. Now, you can have a pale ale that's a lot hoppier than their IPA, right? Or you can have, or, or, or vice versa. Depends what style, too, West Coast, East Coast. West Coast, East Coast, right, for the IPAs. So the, the big, the, the fundamental difference between a pale ale and an IPA is... All of the hops for pale ale are introduced on what's called the hot side. So, so what they do is when you're boiling your beer or doing a whirlpool, when the beer's still hot, that's when you introduce all your hops. Now, what's important about that is the bitterness from a hop actually comes from oils. Okay? When you do it on the hot side, what happens is the oils dissolve, and all the acids that are in the oils, which actually makes it bitter, they dissolve, so you get the bitterness, but you don't necessarily taste the oils. Now, when you go to an IPA, what happens to make an IPA, what you do is you add the hops after it's fermented, so it's cold when you add it, so the oils don't dissolve. So if, when you drink an IPA, one of the reasons that it may seem hoppier isn't because it actually is hoppier, it's because the oil is sticks to your tongue and it lasts longer. Well, hops are, it's just a flower, isn't it? It's a flower, yeah, it comes yeah. off of a hops vine. So, when you, when you have a flower like that, I, I take it, I mean, to really have hops, you need a lot of them, don't you? I mean, a whole lot of them. You need a bunch. 
need a bunch. Yeah. And are there seeds in, in the hops? It's just all. Well, the hop, the hops. So hops vines are kind of like some fruit trees. There's males and females. Mm -hmm. So the males produce seeds, the females do not. So hops growers typically only grow female plants. Okay. They kill off the male plants because they don't want the seeds. Like a or yeah, kind of. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? So then how about dry hopping? So that's what, that's what an IPA is. So what you do, after it's fermented, you introduce your hops at a very, so it's not completely fermented. That's the trick. You, you, we've got, we've got instruments that we use to measure the gravity of the beer so we know how fermented it is. So when the beer is about 10 to 15 percent from being completely done, then we throw the hops in. Now, here's the interesting thing about West Coast versus East Coast. So an East Coast IPA is a complete screw-up. What happened was that somebody, and I forget which brewery it was, they got anxious and they threw the hops in when it just started fermenting. Well, if you throw the hops in right when it's beginning to ferment, and if you're using exactly the right yeast, then what will happen is the yeast will actually consume the hops at the beginning and it gives it that kind of juicy consistency and also makes it cloudy. Just be, it's a chemical reaction. But they, they, what happened was this brewery, it's, it was actually up in um, Vermont that did it, I think. I was going to say Jersey. I've heard Jersey. Yeah, right. I thought it was like Lawson or something. But they, they screwed up, put the hops in early, and they just happened to use the right yeast, and that's what made it cloudy. And everybody wanted to do it. Everybody wanted to do it after that, yeah. Hazy IPA. Yeah, the hazies, that's what it is. It's New England IPA, but... It, it's because they put the hops in right when the fermentation starts. Now, the uh, the is other irony. All, all IPAs. No, no, no. Just the New England just IPAs, the, the the cloudy ones. The the West Coast, which is you know what we have on tap right now, that one we put it in right at the end. Um, the irony in all of this is because everybody likes IPAs, but honestly, for a brewery, the the number one safety hazard in a brewery, bar none is when, because you know, we've got a small system, so we, we don't have to climb up 15 or 20 feet on top of the fermenter. But in a commercial brewery, the number one accident is when the brewers carry hops up and they dump it in to the top of the tank because it explodes. It starts to, it starts to foam up because the yeast start to consume the hops the moment they get in there. And sometimes they'll have a geyser out the top of the fermenter and it'll knock the guy off the ladder. Whoa. Wow. It's the number the number one accident for in a brewery is falling off a ladder. And most of the time it's because they introduced the hops. Have you seen it? I've seen videos of it. I've never seen it live, luckily, but I've seen videos of it. Now it almost happened to me. Well, Even our little systems it did. How did how did they get someone? That desperate for money to throw the hops. You'd be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's never the head brewer. No, the oh, head brewer. No, no, no. no the head brewer's down. looking around saying, "You know what? You could climb up there." <laughs> Want to learn something today? Want to learn something today? <laughs> but no, it's it's uh, it's uh, it honestly is a big deal. 
Um, yeah, exactly. You find find the load man on the totem pole, and you say, climb, climb on up there, and, and dump these hops and decide to see what happens. It's part of your apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so one time you're brewing at 250 gallons? In a vat, you're saying each vat's 250? Oh, so that's if I make ciders. My beer vats are a lot smaller, so we only make 60 gallons at a time. So I guess what I'm getting at, so when you make a mix, you put them in a keg, I guess? Yeah, so... does that have to be refrigerated mm -hmm. right away? Yeah, it does, because our beers, we're, we're a small brewery, so we, do, we can't um, pasteurize. Okay. So all beer has, it, you know, we, we do everything we can to strip all the yeast out, but there's still some yeast left in there. Okay. So our beers, if you buy one, you have to keep it refrigerated. Um, but we, yeah, so, yeah, once once we're done brewing and we ferment it out, then it goes into what's called a bright tank, and that's where we force carbonate it, add the carbonation to it. Then after that, then it gets cake. That's pretty much basically the way. So and we got... You, yeah, we've got a. Our cold, our cold rooms, our cold area is almost the size of this room. Really? Oh wow! It costs the largest single, other than honestly, our utility bill is more than our rent here Whoa. a month. I mean, we, you should see that you should at our active commercial brewery, you should see that the the, the, um, the, the electric meter looks like a. It looks like it looks like a windmill. Yeah, it's going around. Yeah, yeah. Steve, you've been on here before, but uh, for a lot of new listeners, tell them how often you clean the wines and what you think a normal restaurant might clean their wines. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so one of the if, if the only thing you're going to make and serve is beer, you're going to do it right, right? Uh, beer beer lines should be they, beer lines should be cleaned every two weeks, yeah. and we do. And um, we occasionally have somebody notice too because we we we've got a um, a sign up there. We we lie, we write on there the date we cleaned our tap lines. The people who are really into beer, they'll notice that and they'll thank us for the fact that we claimed on this day we cleaned it. So you ain't talking about Tom, are you? <laughs> I won't, I'm not going to use any names. <laughs> I'm not going to go down any of those rabbit holes. Um, but no, we've got a special pump. Just for, and all it does is for cleaning tap lines. It's a pump that, that turn, it, it pumps it through the lines, but it actually goes backwards a little bit. So it actually, the liquid scrubs it. I've got special chemicals for it. Uh, Melanie, my wife, normally is the one who comes up and does it. But we, dis, we disconnect all the taps, we disconnect everything hook everything up, run the pump through it, and then when we're all done, we run sanitizer through it and let the sanitizer sit there for a day, and then we dump it out. Um, and then she actually takes all the taps. All the taps have to come off. They get soaked in sanitizer, and about every, about every third or fourth time that we clean, we take the taps completely apart, clean them, and put them all back together again. Because, um, you know... That's what we're supposed to do. We're a brewery. That's right. So that's. I made this question when you do a fresh beer and stuff like this. It's more important than. Yeah, because the, the great part about doing it that way, we never have to worry about what we're serving out of right, what tap, right? Because we know the tap is, it's, you know, it's clean. 
So, you know, we, we can have, so you can imagine if, if you're a brewery or you're a restaurant, you're serving ciders, let's say, right? If you don't clean that tap line, your beer of the next dozen tap or dozen pints are going to taste like cider. Or the yeast can contaminate. We, I, the, the one thing my wife always likes to remind so we, we go to Asheville, North Carolina quite a bit, right? And that's, that's the beer mecca east of the Mississippi. And we go down there quite a bit. Well, we were down there about maybe six, eight years ago. We went to this brewery, and it was it was packed with people, right? So we go walking in, and I got her a porter, and I got an IPA or something. And she said, "This really doesn't." And this is before we had the brewery. Um, she said, "This doesn't really taste right." So I tasted it, and it was it was so infected that I told her that if she would have drank it, she would have been physically sick. And it was because they didn't clean their God, they didn't clean their tap lines, right? So it's really, really important to pay attention to that stuff because the problem with beer is the alcohol content's low enough. It will kill some bacteria, but some will still live in it. Okay. I have a question. Um, Just one? <coughs> when you go to most restaurants, unless you order a Guinness, most of the beers come out flat. Is that because the wines are not using proper chemical to wash your glass? Yeah, because, yeah, because yeah, if you go to a restaurant and you order a beer and it doesn't have a good head on it, doesn't have good carbonation, that's because they're not cleaning their lines. Okay, it has nothing to do with how they wash the glass. No, well, the glass will have an effect too. Yeah, absolutely. But everything's got to be clean for the carbonation to stay in there. So. If you get a beer that's uncarbonated, yes, it's either yeah. because they got dirty tap lines or they got dirty glasses. Um, the, other, the, other, the other thing you'll notice that we do is we rinse our glasses. We don't rinse them because we're cleaning them. They're already clean, so our, you know, we've got a special chemical we clean it with because we're, we're very picky. We rinse it and we sanitize. We have a special sanitizer just for glasses, and then we dry them. Right, so they're dry when we pick them up. The reason you put, the reason you rinse a glass, and you should always do this, even if you're at home, always do this. The reason you do that is because when you pour your beer in a glass, if the glass is dry, as the beer goes across this dry glass, it'll release the CO2 and it kills your head. If there's water on it, think of it as, as, as it, like, it lubricates the glass. So as you pour your beer through the glass, because there's already it's, it's, it's damp, it doesn't cause the CO2 to release. That's why we rinse our glasses. So let me ask you this on a frosted mug, because I was just at the brow house earlier. We never frost our mug, by the way, but go ahead. Had, had a Herdinger, <laughs> and I poured that thing in there, and I, I even had it angled. And I poured it, it's like, man, that thing was half head and half beer. I had to sit there and wait forever for that yeah, thing to... Yeah, that's good. I think that's great. Yeah, well... It, it, is it see, because of the, you the see, moisture you're talking about? Yeah, the moisture helps. And and the other thing is, for people who use frozen or use the, 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 the cold glass, what will happen is, if the beer isn't as cold as the glass, which it usually isn't, yeah. Yeah. as you pour the beer in, because of the difference in temperature, the two the liquid versus the surface, that will also release CO2. So you want, the, the trick is, you want the beer to have a head on it, but you don't want to have too much head because the more head you have on it, that means the less CO2 that's in the beer. Okay. 
So you pour like that's why most brewers will never. You want to bounce. You know, most brewers will never do an ice. They'll never do a frozen mud because when you pour it in, it, all the CO2 leaves the beer, and the beer's actually flat. You got a head on it, but the beer below the head's all flat. So you, it's it's. Uh, I obviously Larry knows me. I could talk for hours. <laughs> Join the club. On this. Hours and hours and hours of this stuff. I'm learning some things. That's yeah. Well, yeah. I'll tell you again, I, I rated both of these beers, the pairing, excellent for me. I mean, I just So I'm going to go great. get our last two. I'll let you guys uh, okay. chat. I'm going to go on. I'm going to walk around and see what our. Yeah, see what everybody else thinks. Yeah. So this is our English Porter. Now the next one's going to be, after this is going to be a Scotch Ale, they're looking to look very similar. You're going to want to keep them separate. Okay. Yeah. English Porter. English Porter. Okay. Yeah. And I'll explain to you why it's actually called that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's a Supreme. All right. And Scotch Scotch Tail. Okay. So I'll explain all this then here in a minute, too. Yep. That's good balance. Supreme. I picked the Supreme for this one. So this, um, I wanted something that was a little more complex, right? So the Supreme's got a lot of different flavors going on. Um, and for that, I went with a more robust beers. Okay, what, the first, this one is, the first one. The first one is the English Porter. So why is it why is it called a porter? So interesting. This is probably one of the more interesting histories. Yeah, here. tell us the difference in porter and stout. And stout. So so to begin with, a porter was existed way before stout. Did. I know. And the reason a porter exists is so if you've ever gone if you ever gone on a cruise, right, or ever been on a shipyard, the people who haul the the you know the the prep the ship. The whole stuff on and off the ship, they're called a porter. So in the docks in London, you had these porters loading and unloading ships all day. Right? So they but they're English, so obviously they're gonna drink beer. So they were drinking bitters beer and it was okay, but they needed something that was more robust, something that was heavier and so that had more flavor to it, but also actually because it has dark grain in it, it actually has a lot of vitamin A and vitamin B in it. Not that you drink it for that reason, but you yeah. do. So um, they developed this beer called a porter, not and, and it was it was called a porter because it was for people who were porters. That's what it was originally developed for. Hmm. The other thing that's interesting is that it's the very first beer that was where the recipe was developed for mass production. Up until then, I had all these little breweries around, and they had their own little twist on different ones. But the Porter was the first one that was actually pretty, I forget what the name, of the name of the brewery was, but it was in London. And it designed this beer for Porters, but it designed it so that they could mass produce it. They could produce hundreds of barrels a week, right, which was unheard of back then. 
but that's the that's sort of the history. Then, over time, the they became a uh, this, again the Irish. This is one of the stories I've heard. I think it's the more accurate one. I've heard multiple ones, but the Irish decided that they needed a stouter porter. Right, they needed a porter that was a little bit more robust because why? Because the Irish are nuts. <laughs> and that's true. That's absolutely true. And they hated the English, so they had to do. They loved the porter, but they hated the English, so they had to do something different, right? So what do they do? They take the porter and they make it stouter. At the time, stouter meant bigger, so it had higher alcohol in it, more robust flavor. Um, usually it was heavier. Guinness obviously became really, really famous for that reason, right? So the, 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 technically the Irish are the ones who invented the stout. And the stout is a porter, but it's a stout porter. And eventually people stopped calling it a stout porter, they just called it a stout. So that's, the, that's fundamentally the difference. Now, the flavor profile and actually how it's made, the way it's made is the same. The big difference is Porter, when you taste that beer, you should taste more of a, like a chocolate note to it. A little smoky. In a little bit smoky, right? Where a stout will tend to be a little bit more roast. So think of coffee. So a stout has more of a coffee characteristic to it. Porter has more of a chocolate and, and likes that smoky character to it, right? But that's really the difference. And so you the said porter before both of them, they were drinking bitters, you said? Yes, bitters. Which is what? English special bitters. English, so bitters, and so when, as they, as they in, the, in the early 1400s, 1500s, um, when they were making beer, they were coming up with all different kinds of ways to make beer not taste kind of sweet and bready. Because if you make beer without putting hops in it, it's kind of sweet and bready. And they did all kinds of crazy things. There's actually a, there's a beer style called a Groot. And a Groot doesn't use hops. It uses these really weird different types of seasonings. Matter of fact, some of them are actually toxic. So the English had these, had hops growing wild and they knew that hops were a natural food preservative. Then it had nothing to do with beer when they first discovered hops. They would they would put it with meats and vegetables because they knew the acids in there would kill the bacteria and make them last longer. So they thought, well, shit, you know, our beer doesn't really keep very good with all these weird seasonings in it. So what we'll do is we'll put hops in it to preserve it. Ta-da! And then and then. So, so, but what happened was when they put the hops in it, it made the beer bitter. Hence the name bitters. So beer, bitters is basically the sort of pale, the English pale ale traditionally. It's the English pale ale, like my craftsman, with hops in it because hops made it bitter. So that's why it was called bitters. So they, they, uh, the, the English, and the, the whole story behind IPAs I, I like to believe the one about so so for so an IPA. Remember how I told you an IPA where you, you introduce the hops after it's fermented, right? So they were shipping barrels of beer. This is when the English were trying to conquer India. They were shipping barrels of beer to to, to India, 
but it was like a three or four month journey, right? So they get the beer there. Well, shit, the beer was only good for about six months. It spoiled, even with the hops in it. So they'd get down there and they could drink the beer for a couple of months and they had to throw it away. So the, the English got smart and they said, well, this stuff's a good preservative. The breweries aren't putting enough in. So these, these ship captains got smart and they started putting, they'd take the bung out of the barrel, they throw a whole bunch of hops in there because, it, because it's a preservative, and they put the bung back on. And then the ship would rock these barrels back and forth on the way to India. When it got down there, it was really bitter, but it lasted a lot longer because it had all these, oil, these, these, these acids in there. That's why it's an India pale ale. Interesting. Because it was a pale ale made to go to India. It was the whole per that's and we still do it because I always thought it would be fun if I someday if I have a bigger place, because I'm into all kinds of weird stuff anyway. Um, if we ever if I ever get a new place and we, we've got a place to put racks of barrels, I'm gonna I I'm, I'm gonna buy a barrel and I'm gonna put my, my ESB in it. I'm gonna throw some raw hops on top of it and I'm gonna have it so it rocks itself. Like it's just go buy a boat. Or that. <laughs> hey, now, now I know I do. I do. Right? I do know a brewer. I do know a brewer down Louisville that um, when he barrel ages his beer, he takes his beer, puts it in barrels, and puts it in the back of his truck when he delivers. And, and he leaves it back for like three or four months. And he uses a delivery truck to deliver beer, and the whole time it's rocking it around. It's a good idea. What's interesting about this beer here? Uh, if we would have put this on the bacon ranch, it would just overwhelm that. You and this is a good match yeah, it is. for the Supreme. That's the reason I picked it, because it's got the dark grains, richer flavors, more robust, so you have to have a lot going on. So it goes good with the different ingredients. Yeah, yeah. And you know the the the, the marinara, marinara sauce or the tomato-based sauce. That sauce doesn't overpower it. That's right. I think you can yeah. taste the beer even yeah. if you drink if you oh, beer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pizza. this is a perfect match. Um, but I that chicken bacon ranch, you really have to be careful. You have to have a lighter type beer because it's just yeah. it wouldn't uh, it's a good this at pizza. All. It's really good. You pizza, wouldn't. You don't think you taste is the beer? You wouldn't taste the pizza. Right. So the Scottish one, what's the uh, ABV on it? So, the Scotch is, this, this is, it's called a wee heavy technically, but it's a Scottish ale. It's 9%. All right? Yeah, it's pretty good stuff, man. It's 9%. Um, so, again, of course, like I said, I can talk hours this stuff, right? But yeah. what's interesting about this is... In Scotland, you know, it, it, it's, it's sunny three days a week, three days a year. I mean, other than that, it's rainy and cloudy. and It's beautiful, though. It's wonderful. But it's cold and rainy. So they needed beer that had a lot of alcohol in it. Right? Keep you warm. Yeah. Keep you warm. Right? Oh, keep you, oh, keep you warm. Just a, keep, keep, keep the depression away. <laughs> or, or, and, and that. And that. Right? And that. But as a standalone beer, this is the best. Oh, my God. Oh, the Scotch Ale? Well, this, this is the best. No, no I think it's the best of the night. Pizza, yeah. I think this combination, this pizza is the best of the night, and so is that Scotch Yeah, but this is Scottish Ale, it's, it's my, it, hands down, it's my favorite. It is a hands down my favorite. 
What's also interesting about the Scotch Ale, the Scottish Ale, the Wee Heavy, is um, there's, I have another beer that I don't have on tap yet. I'm going to put it on tap, I'm hoping, in another month or so. It's called a Barley Wine. Great Barley Wine. I have a Barley Wine. It's, 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 it's about a year old now. So it's ABV on that one. 13? I brought one of those back for one of our tastings from northern Ohio, up around um, Fremont. Okay. Yeah, it was a, it was a barley wine I brought back, and it, it was it was good. This one, so so we, this is this barley wine rested in a bourbon barrel for nine months. Oh wow, that's why mm. it's so high. Yeah. Um, what What's interesting about it is the reason it's called the barley wine. Back in you know, the 1700s, that um, things were either, there were either beers, wines, or liquors. Liquors, that was easy. You could distill it, right? But a wine was anything that had high, high alcohol content. So when the Scotch, when, when, when the Scotch um, put together the, they developed the, the Scotch Ale as wee heavy, 9%, 10% alcohol, the English said, this just won't do. We cannot, we cannot have the Scotch make a beer that has more alcohol than us. So they developed the barley wine. And it was just, all, of, all the barley wine is, it's just a big beer. The reason it's called a wine is because it's over 10% alcohol. Because back in, back in those days, it was either a beer or it was a wine. Anything over 10% alcohol was a wine. Anything below 10% alcohol was a beer, just by default. They, you, if you look back through it, you'll even find that were they would they would ferment out what we would call a wine. They would call it a beer because it was below 10%. So that was just a. That's all it was. Because I always wondered why they called it a barley wine because it was a beer, but it was because of it was above 10% alcohol, so it had to be wine. It had to be wine. Yeah. Barley it was made out of barley. Just because of barley's in it. Yeah, yeah. So it was, bar it was like a grape wine or a blackberry wine. It was a barley wine because it was made from barley. Yeah. I am, I am a fountain of that kind of stuff, that kind of knowledge, that useless knowledge. I can't use it anywhere else but here. I've only had one barley wine. It's probably the one you brought. You're talking about, and I couldn't stand it. I didn't. I like that stuff at all. Yeah, it, it is a very unique flavor. It absolutely is. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm hoping, like I said, I'm hoping to put my barrel aged one on here soon. I'd like to try it just to compare it because, like I said, mm -hmm. that's the only one I ever had. Right. I don't I remember if this like one that I, I had was um, barrel aged or not. I don't remember. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I tend to think that, like, high barley bourbon we tried, I don't care for either. So it must be that barley taste. It could be. Yeah. Well, you know what I found? And Steve put me onto this. I, there's a really couple of real good bottles of rum, and you can eat anything with a good rum. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it is. You can eat pepper jack cheese. You can eat eggs. You can eat oh, yeah. anything with a good rum. Yeah, good. Yeah, rum. good rum. Sweet. It's, mm -hmm. yeah, it's this good. was the one at Spanish Sherry Chaos at Buddy's. Whatever. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Sensational. Now there's um. I'll take a shout out to these folks because they're awesome. It's a uh, this is called Distillery 64. It's down in uh, Albany, Indiana, right? Um, 
if you're ever down that area, I can't recommend them enough. Their 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 tasting room is really cool because they they everybody's starting to do the sort of the speakeasy vibe kind of thing. They hands down they have got it nailed. Boy, tiny little place, the tasting room. But what we think of them is they do a burp, they do a like a number two toast barrel because they're they, you know distillery, and they rest um, a, a, a uh, their um, rum in it. It is outstanding because it's sweet, but it's got that nice that nice toast flavor to it. Oh man, where's this at? In in New Albany. New Albany. What's it called? Distillery 64. Distillery 64. There, it's a, it's an awesome. There's a young couple. Um, he bought the distillery from my, like an uncle or something. I forget what the story is. Um, but when you when you go to it, what's interesting is it's in this building, and you walk down this long hallway. And the end of the hallway, there's a typewriter, an old-fashioned typewriter. that says, "Pick up the phone and do what they say." So I was there with my son and, and some friends, and he did that. It was just only, you know, he picks it up, and they said, well, what do you want? And we said, well, I think we're here to drink bourbon. And the girl says, well, we don't serve bourbon. We do serve ice cream, so we'll let you in. <laughs> because, they're, because they're doing the whole speakeasy thing, right? Yeah. Um, but, no, it's, it was actually very good. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. The uh, the Scotch ale is the right one oh, to end oh, with. Yeah. yeah, it's almost dessert. It is sweetness to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my really favorite good. of the night. Yeah. Although the, the they've all they're all good. Yeah. I would rate both of them excellent, but the cider, I have to rate this one excellent plus. Yeah, so. The cider yeah. was really good too. I man, that was yeah. with now, the chicken bacon ranch was really. That's good. the first time I've ever had. Now this one, the Scotch ale, we do. I did do a um, special version of that where it was um, barrel aged. So we went. So we went to we went to Starlight Distillery. I don't. I don't know. If, did you buy one? He, he, he brought us a, a barrel aged. Yeah. I, I bet it was. Yeah. I think it was. I yeah. think it was too. It was. Yeah. 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 And it was this. It was this beer, and it was in a barrel. But the barrel had bourbon, then honey, and then rye in it. Starlight. Starlight. So when you when you drink when you drink the beer, if you pay attention, you can get a lot of those flavors out of it. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'll yeah. tell you, this is an eye opener tonight because I'm. Yeah. First of all, I've never had bacon, chicken, ranch, pizza before, and I can't imagine anything but a lighter beer with that. Mm -hmm. You just yeah. just can't do a porter. Stout. That wouldn't, just it wouldn't go well with one of the yeah, dark new, beers. No. Or, no, you couldn't. And, and, I'll tell you, that Scottish ale is just, out, yep. just out of this world. Well, I will admit that it, it, it is Steve's favorite. Oh, it's, it's my favorite. It's Steve's favorite, too. Yeah, there you go, right? <laughs> it must be a Steve thing. That's great. <laughs> so. Well, I got, obviously, I got to be careful. I don't want to drink a bunch of it. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't want to drink a bunch of it tonight. I might drink a bunch tomorrow, right? right? But <laughs> so I'll let you guys fill in. Give 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 us some ideas. What you think. Ooh. Well, I think I think all six of these were very good picks. Um, with with the pizza that we paired them with. 
Um, I think my two favorites for the night were the cider with the chicken bacon ranch and then um, Gosh, this, uh, this, the stout. Scotch ale? Or the Scotch ale. Scotch ale, yeah, Scotch ale with the Supreme. De definitely uh, my two favorites. Yeah. I, I, I think exactly what he said, really. Yeah, that's where I'm at, too, for sure. You know, I think I'm right with him, but that, that Scottish Ale was phenomenal. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, what, 12%, but I could drink that all day, I think. That's the problem. I know. That is the problem. It was it very good. Really, really it's smooth, smooth as can be, yeah. That's a lot of nuance going on, a lot of good. That's, that, that's a good beer. And the ironic part of it is that all the flavors, the complex flavors that are in there, it's this. It's all comes from this roasted barley. The same thing that the that the the, the Irish put into the Irish red to cause you know to, to, to turn the, the the dark Irish bastard. It's the same grain. It has all these flavors in it. All it is is just a very simple grain. But when you when you boil it and roast it, how you roast it does it really gives all those flavors. Yep. That's cool. Well, okay. Let's let's start with. The first batch of beer, the lighter type beer. Mm -hmm. What would you suggest other than pizza? So the lighter, so obviously it's going to be a lighter flavored food. So things, something like a chicken or a fish, would make okay. the most sense, right? Okay. How about a snack? Um, I was going to do a cheese as an example. I'd probably do something like a Swiss baby Swiss. Um, Something a you know, very light flavored type of, of um, um, like I said, of, of cheese. Uh, you could do, I guess you could do maybe a, a bread with some sort of light, almost like cream cheese on it. Mm -hmm. Would probably be a good option. Okay. Steve, you really wonder what goes in with the fried bologna sandwich. Right. And that's what he's trying. Well, to we're getting out. to that. So, <laughs> so, so for the um, and for the cider, it's actually very similar, right? Um, fish is probably really good with a cider. So, and, and a white fish, a not white a salmon. Fish. Not, not a salmon, no, no, no. no, no. no. But a white <laughs> fish. Oh, yeah. A white fish is really, really good with yeah. it. Okay. The second round of drinks. So, for the, the Dark Irish Bastard, quite honestly, um, because of the robust flavors, it's, it's not as robust as a porter, but I would still do something, you know, it's going to be a meat dish. Mm -hmm. You know, it's probably not a chicken. It's probably more like a pork. Mm -hmm. Somewhere I think a beef might be a little bit over overpowering for it. Until we get to the third set, you're probably not going to be eating the beef. But something like a, a pork or a lamb, as mm -hmm. an example, would be a good dish with that. And a type of snack. And a snack. Uh, I Something like that, well, I'd probably just do good old-fashioned pretzels or something of that nature. Something that's kind of salty. Salty. Mm -hmm. Chips, pretzels. Chips, pretzels, yeah. something like that. Uh, and then you can start to get into your more robust. Honestly, what would be really good with probably those those types would might be a, even a, a smoked type of um, uh, cheese. Smoked Gouda. Smoked Gouda, as an example, yeah. right? Yeah. Something that's not over the top, but actually has that smoky consistency. Mm -hmm. um, the reason I say that is you wouldn't want to do that with the porter because this porter already has kind of a smoky consistency yeah. to it, right? So it, it wouldn't, I, I think it would clash. But with the Dark Irish Bastard and also with the Snake Beater, right, those hops and that, that bitterness would be a good contrast. Mm -hmm. Okay. So 
and if you take, uh, I, I, I guess, any kind of a stake with the, the last two of the four, any kind yeah, of a stake. Yeah, I would do 100%. Or a Mexican snack of some yeah, kind, something yeah. hot. Something hot. And now, yeah. the, other, the you, good thing you bring up the Mexican, because the one thing I would say about the, those, the middle two, so it's like the snake feeders example. Snake feeder, but more probably leaning towards an IPA, you would want Mexican food because they're spicy, right? The snake yeah. feeder was kind of spicy, but if you get into an IPA like our 229, that's where you want to get into the more the Mexican style food. Okay. Right? <clears throat> but yeah, for the last two beers, uh, good old fashioned meat and potatoes. Your yeah. steak, steak and potatoes. Irish stew. Irish stew, yeah. Anything like that would, would be perfect with it. Um, as a matter of fact, the, the porter, and stouts, I've made stew with that oh, before, yeah. right? And, and probably even a pepper jack cheese. And a pepper jack cheese, yeah, because it it would be really hard to find a food that would overpower those flavors. Mm. Yeah. Right. So yeah. You, you'd be able to go. Yeah, a little anything. Else. But you wouldn't want to necessarily do spicy. I don't think spicy would go with that because <clears throat> it'd almost be like for the last two beers because they, they're they're a little bit like a little bit sweet. They've got some chocolate to them. Yeah. Um, I think if you went spicy, it would be too much of a contrast. It just wouldn't work. Okay, okay. But well, it's, it's interesting. And, uh, you got a lot of good beers here. I mean, it's just super. We keep a nice variety. I mean, yeah. We do a really, really yeah. good job of keeping the, variety, the right variety on tap. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a shame this isn't a video because you're... Son's tables here are outstanding. Yeah, Matt I mean, did a really just, good job. Just a, what do you, you're a craftsman. What do you think of these tables? I love them. Yeah, yeah. aren't they yeah. great? Yep, I like this one especially with the different color epoxy oh. down in the knots. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, very nice. Just terrific. Uh, so you're when you do find a new location eventually. Mm -hmm. You're going to keep the same. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we've got a few. We've probably got maybe two or three more <coughs> slabs of red oak left. So we'll make two or three more big tables. Because when we, we buy a place, it'll be much bigger. Yeah. Um, so we'll be able to have a nice a nice grouping of these types, these styles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so did everybody rate the last two mm -hmm. excellent oh yeah oh, for sure yeah. 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 With, with or without the pizza the pizza <laughs> the pizza and the yeah, yeah. Was both yeah. The both yeah, yeah. but the, you gotta go the scottish ale april excellent plus oh yeah i could drink that i could drink that with or without pizza or oh with, uh, it's a meal all it's a meal 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 all day long yeah, that's uh, that was that was my favorite of the night. The, the, yeah. the cider was my second favorite. Yeah, I yeah, did I, I did like the snake feeder too. Yeah, but I, I was shocked on the cider because I've never had it before. Oh, really? I thought, yeah, I, you know, oh, I don't know if I like this. Yeah, I've really had a good. lot of different ciders, but yeah. this is this this is one of the better ciders that I've had. One of the things we try to do with our cider as well as our wines is, although everybody keeps telling us sweet sells, right? Mm -hmm. We try to not go over the top sweet. In, in, my, in my opinion, um, sugar will actually kill the, flavor, the nuanced flavors, mm -hmm. right? You mm -hmm. can still taste its apples. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? 
We, we actually went to a uh, brew fest. I think it was this last, yeah, it was this last summer. It, uh, it's uh, called Libations on the Levee up in Rushville. Mm-hmm. I can't recommend it. Well, it's great. Yeah, it's yeah. great. But there was a, a winery next to us that also made ciders. And all of his ciders tasted like Kool-Aid. Yeah. And he came over and tried ours. We had ours on tap. He said, Steve, he said, we sell ours, but yours is so much better. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because it's nice. not over-the-top sweet. Yeah. yeah. And, and he, you know, the, we've got a couple of wines on, because we, we make wine because we can, because right? we're a winery. We had, we had, in the state of Indiana, we had to become a winery as well as a brewery in order to make cider. And how we got into the whole cider thing is Eric Dahl, who owns the, the, or his mom and dad on the, uh, the uh, Dahl's Orchard, he came in one night and said, Steve, I throw away all these apples at the end of the year, would you be interested in doing a hard cider? And I said, that sounds like a lot of fun. And about a year later, we were a winery, and we were able to then start making ciders. And we, we make we do make some other wines because and it actually has worked out well um, because we'll have couples come in maybe the lady doesn't like beer right so maybe the guy does and that necessarily is true but maybe one person likes beer and one other person doesn't necessarily so we've got you know we've got a I've got a German Riesling I've got a, a Gersemeiner I've got a Cabernet Sauvignon I've, so we buy we we. Um, we buy our juice from California, and we've got a vintner that up in uh, vintner supply up in Michigan. We buy it from them. We ferment it out, and it gives us a selection of wines also. But the ciders are what we—that's the ones we have the most fun with. Well, you know, that's what I was going to say. You taste the apple. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I was—I bought one for my wife. You know, it tastes like and an apple. It. It was like, God, good. Yeah. Now Chris, the other thing we've got—the other thing we've got up there right now, I think. So we started making meads, and um, we, we, we're actually going to be entering a competition this summer. Where are you getting the honey from? Huh? Where are you sourcing honey? So we got. So one of the beekeepers is Bowman's. Okay, right? good. Yeah, right? go for it. And the other one, uh, the beekeeper is out of Brookville. What's interesting about that is his hives are in the apple orchard we get our apples from. Oh, really? So his his hive, So the bees. Come, their their honey is comes from apple you get your, blossoms that we cool, get our right? apples from. <clears throat> so we so but the, the Bowman's honey is primarily clover. And what we discovered is we've made we made meads with both. Um, the apple mead is really really light in flavor, very very delicate. Uh-huh. Right. Um, so what we did was we actually made what's called a session mead. So most meads are like 12 to 18% alcohol. Yeah. Right. We made a 7% one, and we carbonated it. Actually, 6.9. Yeah. It came in just under 7, it's so like 6.9. And it's called a session mead. And you carbonate it, so it tastes... It actually, because it was made from the... Um, <laughs> The, the gentler flavored honey, yeah. it tastes kind of like a seltzer. Yeah, yeah. We, we sold it. We, we only made a keg of it, yeah. just to play around with it a little bit. Yeah. We, we sold it. Uh, people liked it, but it's a very, very gentle flavor. Yeah. Um, we might have, we've made real beads also, uh-huh. one out of the Bowman's honey, and it came in at, four, I think it's 14.5%. 
Do you hop them at all, or no? No, we didn't. We didn't do these. We just. Will, will, you, will you eventually, maybe? Or? Huh? Will you eventually, maybe, we do some of that? Yeah. We might, but um, the it's it's really good. <laughs> I love good meat, man. Well, if we've got them out there, ask my wife; she'll give you a taste. Cool. Yeah, good well, meat. We should awesome. have. I think we've got it. I think we've got it bottled in here. Um. But yeah, and, and it's all back sweetened with, with the honey. Yeah. But, but respect it. Yeah, nice. I love a good meat, man. Yeah, yeah. And we're, we're getting, as a matter of fact, we've got another podcast coming here because we just started making meats. Huh? We've got, uh, I think it's called Two Bearded Guys that do a podcast. Really? Yeah. yeah. They're going to come in just because we started doing meats. Cool. Um, now, going back to the cider thing. So one of the competitions we enter every year is the Indiana Brewers Cup. Mm-hmm. It's one of the largest brewing competitions east of the Mississippi. We've got 1,500 entries, and I'm actually a judge. Mm-hmm. I've told Larry before, I'm actually a certified beer judge. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so we entered our ciders, and we entered some beers this year. We meddled in both. As a matter of fact, for that cider you just had, we took home a bronze, a silver, and a gold. We brought in all three. One of them was because of um, all of, all around best cider in the state. One of them was, uh, or the second best cider, all that was the the, the silver medal. Mm-hmm. The the bronze is because I entered it as an English style, because it is an English style mead. There, believe it or not, there's an English and an American mm-hmm. style. We won gold for being the best cider made from apples sourced in Indiana. But what wow. was really important is we also meddled in beer. Back back, we meddled in the Scotch Ale. No. We're the first brewery in, in the history of the competition to ever meddle in beer and cider. Really? Yeah, they, they, we had a, um, there's a, uh, oh, a periodical called Indiana on Tap, uh-huh. oh, yeah. and they did a whole article on us cool. because we, we were able to do both. Well, that was that was the thing. To that's be a proud. Healthy, oh yeah, that's a healthy accomplishment. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and Very nice. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Of, it, and it's been a lot of fun. I'm 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 getting certified to be able to judge ciders. Also, I'm not certified yet, uh-huh. but I'm going through the, the process nice. to get there. Very nice. Well, you know, back to beer just for a minute. Mm-hmm. On our beer tastings, we've only had, I think, two never agains. Mm-hmm. One. One was hanging in light. I think the other one was Carl's beer. Carl's beer was bad. Yeah, Carl's beer. Yeah, yeah, that's not it. The well, honey was well, well I, I had one. It was like $40 for a four-pack. I said, well, it's never again for me just because I'm not going to pay that. Yeah. <laughs> but well, well, it was good. Well, when, I had, when I had all the lady relatives on the podcast, I, I threw something in that you recommended, mm-hmm. Steve. Uh, Sea Dog Blueberry. blueberry. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter Donna said, Never again this stuff gags me. Sea <laughs> Dog? Oh, I thought that was good. We all like she it. Doesn't, well, she doesn't, she doesn't like any oh, kind oh, of anything. Sea Dog makes good beer. I don't her head. I'm not big into fruit beer right, either. Yeah. But yeah, but Sea Dog makes good beer. Yeah. 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 But she just, when, when it was blueberry, she could finish. Really? Yeah. See, and everybody else did. Yeah. I said, oh, yeah, for summer, it'd be okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a nice light. Donna said, what's that one 
Then you see him on your board, excellent what so? I went through it, she said, never again, never again, never again. Really? <laughs> you know, the, the, so a good friend of ours, and actually the person who convinced me to start brewing, to do it professionally, is, is a guy by the name of Mike Levinsky. He's the head brewer at Zwanzig's in Columbus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought well, okay. name sounded familiar. Yep. And what's interesting, when, when you talk to any brewer, right, there's the beer that keeps the lights on, and then there's everything you want to brew. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The beer that keeps the lights on for Swan's Eggs is chocolate and the blueberry. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, chocolate's wow. phenomenal, I think. It is. Yeah. And it does a really wow. good job, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It's not... It's not my thing. Yeah, but it's good. Right? It's good beer. It's yeah. a very good beer. But you can only have like one or two. <coughs> yeah. yeah. I now, could drink one glass. Yeah, that. that's weird. Well, drink a glass. Yeah, but then I'd have to walk away. Now, now. But he's got good food, too. He does have very good food. <laughs> now, the thing that, um, if, if you do go there, ask for the 80-20. Have you ever done the 80-20? Okay. So do 80% porter, 20% chocolate. Have them blended. Good. Yeah, that, that, because they're hippie porters, a little bit on the stout side yeah. or the robust. Yeah. Throw a little bit of chocolate in there. That's the ticket. Yeah. Oh. That next oh. Well, yeah. that that Coca Mondra we oh, have. Coca Mongo. Yeah. yeah. Free fluid. That was 21 percent. Yeah. It's a, oh, yeah. It's a good. Beer. It was like a chocolate and coffee bomb that you might taste just a little bit of coconut. But, that was a good beer. Oh. But can you imagine drinking? Two eight, two, two twelve. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 that's a dessert. Poured over ice cream. That's what. Yeah, yeah. Ice cream. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, float. Now, if you can, if you can find it, there's a one of my favorite breweries is up in Akron, Ohio, called Hoppin' Frog. Oh, I love Hoppin' Frog. And um, you can find some of their beers in this area. They yeah. don't distribute much outside of Ohio. Yeah. When you go to their tap, because because uh, and I can go up to Jamestown, New York. Quite good a bit. Food. Yeah. <laughs> but they have like 20 taps. Out of the 20, 15 of them are 10% alcohol and higher. Really? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. You, want, you want to have somebody drive you. <laughs> but their beers are really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, Jackie it's all pretty good. It's just summer Jackie Rose yeah. oh, yeah. is very good. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. It's all high alcohol. Yeah, it's all a high ABV. Now, the one I haven't been to for a while that, used, that, that kind of got to claim the fame was Listerman's in, you know, in Cincinnati. I, I haven't been there I haven't for either. a while. My favorite bartender used to be there, Jimmy Longbottom. Okay. And I drank a lot of beer with him. And yeah. He went to Sam Adams when they came to town. Oh, did he? So, okay. Favorite bartender? Is that why your pinky? For a lot of reasons, man. Is that why your pinky goes? I used to drink a lot of beer for not a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, their mm. beers, especially their dark beers. Mm -hmm. You know, like the Chicago's and the stuff. Yeah, excellent. That keeps track of all the beers he's tried. I do too. Untapped, yeah. yeah. Tell him how many you got. I'm only up to like 2,600 or so. Oh, I no. thought it was in the five. No. Yeah. Well, that's total beers, but different yeah, beers. Total, I'm talking total beers. Yeah, total is like five something, but <laughs> no, unique, unique is only like 2,800. Mm -hmm. well, it's interesting, when I, when I first got into, brew, in, into beer, good beer, mm -hmm. just because I spent a lot of time early in my career, my other job, um, I spent about five years in the UK. That's what got me into, into good beer. 
and I'd go out with my mates, and we'd go on a pub crawl. And they refused, they refused to let me buy American beer. Said you're going to buy English beer because you're in England, yeah. right? So that's where I got to, to learn all about the bitters and the porters yeah. and the Scotch ales and the barley wines, right? And then I come back to the United States because I was traveling quite a bit, yeah. and this would have been 1988 through like 90, 95 or 93, and I traveled all over the United States and I'd go to all these different breweries. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how many I've been to, but Tell it's them. hundreds. You ever been hundreds. to Glenwood Springs, Colorado? Oh my God. Which one? Glenwood Springs, I think. Glenwood? I don't know. Glen, I've been to Glen, Glenwood. Glenwood. I've been to Colorado a lot of times. Have you? But I don't know. So we were there. when I was in the service, we were traveling from Biloxi out to Idaho, and okay. we stayed the night at Glenwood Springs. Okay. And it just so happened there was a brewery there. Of course there is. <clears throat> and. All I ever drank was Budweiser at that point, yep. but I thought, well, let's try it. But I don't even remember what I had that night. Also, I think it was like a raspberry thing. Mm. It was pretty good. Well, it's, it's all good. Yeah, yes. Just some better than others, right? <laughs> that's right. Some, that's right, exactly. It's whatever you like, right? At the end of the day, it's whatever you like. Yeah, and everybody's palate's different. It is. And, you know, that's the thing when... when everybody's palate changes all the time. It does. Yeah, it's, 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 it's changes. Yeah. yeah. You know, people will come in all the time and they'll ask me, what's your favorite beer? So, depends on my mood. Yeah. Right. Some some nights, I just might drink a cider. Yeah. Some nights, I'll be drinking that. Yeah. I'll be drinking a scotch ale. Right? I mean, it depends on my mood. Oh, yeah. Well, I have a taste for Yeah. 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 Uh, you know what? I'm going to walk around the table to see how everybody's doing. It's, I think we've been on about an hour and 25 minutes, and it might, might be time to call it a day, but I want to catch everybody before they leave. I know Nina's over there. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to wrap things up soon. Great, nice seeing you again, buddy. How's the music going? Good. Good. I had 34 shows last year. Did you really? Yeah. That's You're great. This weekend, yeah, I'm playing at the Union this weekend. Really? <laughs> good. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah, national anthems coming up. Uh, well, I still work for GE, so I might be doing Reds again this year. That'd be cool. Oh, I do that through through work. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> See, I didn't actually know that I was on TV. <laughs> So, pizza good. Oh, I love pizza. Oh man, I love. Pizza. I, I tell you, I was shocked. Tonight's the first time I've ever had chicken bacon ranch. Mm. It was really good. Did you branch out, Larry? I heard you're yeah. usually a pepperoni dude. Uh, meat, meat. I don't care what <laughs> meat, jalapenos. <laughs> I like just the all meat. Pizza. Yeah. You sure? That's, that's my. That was really good. I switched to sausage or um. Bacon and pineapple. Oh my God! See, I, I, I love, love pineapple. I, I can't imagine too. eating it on pizza. Oh, I love it on pizza. Put it on there with bacon. Oh my God, that's so good. Are you going to 
going to start like sourcing it at the beginning? Huh? Yeah. Are you going to source it at the beginning? We're going to wrap things up in that. Would, if you would like to be on a podcast sometime. Sure, I'll give you my business card. Well, and, and I can get the distiller, who's way okay. cooler than I am. Okay. Well, we could do a remote when we, you know. That's here. perfect. Yeah. yeah. Or you can come up there and. Yeah, we'll do it. No, that sounds great. <laughs> that sounds great. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I have them at my store. I feel like I do. Oh. What? Did I leave a whole bunch? Yeah. I think I leave a bunch there every time. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, okay. just let me know. Okay. We'll make it something really cool. Okay, yeah, awesome. it'll be fun. Thank you so much. I'm going to start doing more remotes, get out of state more. Just, uh, You're going to get out of the state? Out, out More out of state. I, like I was, out I did one in Texas, one in Cal, one Cal, or Texas, Florida, <coughs> Illinois. And what's happened, it's too much Indiana. And the percentage is going up in India. Do what? Kentucky. Kentucky. Well, I can do Kentucky. If I gotta find somebody that's someone who want a podcast. I was gonna say you know people. I was in Kentucky. I'm a I'm a choir. I was born in Little Sin City, Newport. So but uh, yeah, it'll it'll work. Hey, there's plenty of pizza. You oh, want to I take have. Some to go I have. Home. Thank you. Oh, so good. Thank you. But it was delicious. Appreciate it. Their crust is amazing. I'll tell you, Steve's a bad bit of information. He really. Oh, really I know. Has it together. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. yeah. This will be an interesting podcast, but it's time to end it. So. Okay. I think it's time to end this. So. Any words of wisdom before we close out? Um, not other than when you buy, when you when you drink a beer, pay attention to the flavor. Right? Oh. Right. It, it should it should taste like something. Right. And and, and, it, and it's just as different as wine or any other any other beverage you drink. It pairs well with some things more than others. Yeah. Well, you know the the thing is. Obviously, the higher the proof, the more expensive the beer. It's it's just like whiskey, and uh, just like a good wine. But boy, there there is a difference. And the thing that that's interesting about beer more than whiskey or wine is just the sheer variety of flavors. Right. I mean, if you think about the different types of beer that. Even we had tonight. And different styles and different tastes. Different styles, different styles. tastes. And like, each one of those styles, I could create a dozen yeah. beers. Yeah. And if you looked at if if you looked at the list of beers that I have, that I've got ideas sure. on making, I've got over a hundred oh, that I've never made yeah. before. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. So so yeah, that's why beer is so interesting is because yeah. there's oh, yeah. so many things I can do with it. Well, you know, I, I read the other day, and there's been several of the big craft brewers that filed bankruptcy, and they, and they said craft beer's on a decline, but it, it's, it's the economy. So, so, so the one thing I will, I will add is please support your local brewery. Absolutely. Because, see, because the way the market's working, the really big ones like the Sun Kings and uh, Rheingeist and, uh, and Sam Adams, they're gonna they're gonna survive on their distribution. P- 
people like us, we depend on you. Right. Mm -hmm. well, you depend on the customers to come into mm -hmm. our tap rooms and to buy some from yeah, the local. A lot of word of mouth. Right. It's a lot of word of mouth. But that's the that's the difference. Everybody in the middle, they're the ones that are disappearing. The ones at the top will survive. The ones in the bottom will survive because of you guys. Yeah. Right. Did you have a big boom after the Bud Light? No. Uh, that, that didn't I heard help that would have helped. I, I do. Well, no, 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 no. Well, you know, it's like restaurants. Uh, Monday, we went to my wife's nurses group. We went to an Alpac steakhouse. And, you know, years ago, any day of the week you go for lunch, you should, sometimes you have to wait in line and the restaurant would be filled. We went there at 1230, and, our, and this is a big Alpac. There were five tables that were had people at five tables. And I talked to the waiter part-time, worked another job part-time. And, and and even today, this Oriental Walk in Fort Mitchell, uh, we walked in there lunchtime. Um, maybe 12 tables, but I mean, this is a big, big restaurant. And part of it's they can't get help, part of it, People are hurting, mm -hmm. and the average person's cutting back. They're yep. cutting back on restaurants, and unfortunately, I think some of them are buying cheap beer and cheap whiskey. And at my age, I just don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm going to get the good stuff. I am too. <laughs> so, okay, Mike, any words of wisdom? I don't know if you live around Oldenburg or Batesville or Greensburg or anywhere in that vicinity, come to Creek Bottom. This is great. Oh, Try it out. And the atmosphere here, the, the beautiful tables and right on the edge of Oldenburg. I think I'll be back. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, Greg? I'll say uh, tell the orchard to start brew, er, uh, growing more apples yeah. so this guy <laughs> can brew a lot more cider. <laughs> Steve? Yeah, that's what I was going to say, man. Come down to the beautiful town of Oldenburg and uh, enjoy some great okay. beers and ciders and a great atmosphere and go have some fried chicken then. That's right. <laughs> well, it's it's time to go. And uh, since we're not on the regular podcasting equipment, so we sing the, there's, the, uh, there's no Star Spangled Banner. Steve the Singer? Oh, hell no. Oh, no, no, please no. I don't think I can hit those notes anymore. <laughs> and I'll tell you, some of the so-called celebrities that were singing that, that one goof at, at the Super Bowl, Porter something or other, he hit more bad notes singing American and Beautiful. What a, what a disgrace. Okay, anyway, thank everybody for listening. No Star Spangled Banner. Uh, but I will talk to you on the next podcast.